Yahoo Finance presents Emma Greed, Good American co-founder and CEO. Thanks so much for joining us, Emma. Oh, excuse me. Thank you so much, Danny. <laughs> Emma, let's start with a little bit of your background. How did you find yourself doing what you're doing today? You know, I spent 10 years in the fashion industry where I had my own entertainment marketing agency. And my job was to forge partnerships between brands and talent and brands and artists. And so really, I found myself at this kind of really unique intersection of, you know, where talent are able to, you know, facilitate the acceleration of a brand. And after doing that for a really long time, I thought I should do one of these for myself. Yeah. And you started in London and now you're here. Is this something you had on your vision board? Is this something you had always dreamed about? No, never. I would never have dreamt of moving to LA ever. <laughs> I thought if you weren't in the movie industry, there'd be no point in you being in LA. And I spent a lot of time here building my first company and really fell in love with the place. And then of course, when we started Good American, it was just the epicenter of denim and where we could do localized production. And for me, as you know, just, in that kind of startup mentality. It was such an amazing feeling to be able to get into the factories and be, you know, tactile with the product. And so it was a great place to start the business. Let's talk about Good American. Uh, you, they, you guys are launching a new program that is around diversity and inclusion. What was the big push behind that? And, and secondly, why is it really important in this environment now? Well, you know, as a black female CEO, my entire career has always been rooted in being able to uplift other black women and individuals that are underrepresented in business as a whole within any company. And Good American was really founded on the principles of inclusivity. That's just what we do. The diverse piece is very interesting because I think that's just what happens when you are a female black person running a company, right? The company is a reflection of what I find to be beautiful and what I find to be aesthetically pleasing. And so it's interesting when you say, you know, this program is rooted in inclusivity and diversity. It's just a reflection of me and the people that run the business. And so the Good Inc. is really about uplifting and giving people opportunities that wouldn't ordinarily have them. I think I've had an enormous amount of privilege in my career. Um, and we all know it's, you know, it's a very, very kind of small and tight-knit business community and fashion. So this is just about sharing the love and finding ways that we can actually take what we've built, which is this incredible business that really operates in this very, very broad world of inclusivity. And how can we bring other designers and other business people into that and show them and teach them what we've learned in the last five years? I think you, you bring up a really good point. You know, the fashion world has evolved within the last 10 years, and that includes sizing, which Good American does, right? That was the biggest thing you guys hone on in on. But the other part of it is affordability that comes up as well. And so what is your best way in really tackling that, especially on a business perspective? Uh, you know, it's really interesting when you think about it. I mean, there's two things that we're always grappling with, right? We want to create a quality product and we believe that we are doing that. And to do that with a lot of our products being made in America, there's a certain base price for that to be um, to be a reality in our business. Our customers really also are very interested in sustainability. They want to buy a product that they believe has the same values and is purpose driven and has the same um, ethos 
ethos as them. And so it's this constant balance of figuring out, you know, what is, where is it worth spending your money and where is it worth, you know, kind of leaning in. And new developments and doing things differently aren't always the cheapest way to go. So we find a fine balance of where our customer can get exactly what she needs in every single size, going from a double zero to a plus size 32 with more sustainable materials, but still coming in at a price that we believe is ultimately acceptable to customers. I wanted to shift a little bit gears and talk about your your roster of business partners. Some of those include Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, Kris Jenner. What was it like pitching your ideas to them? Brilliant, actually. <laughs> they were all ears. You know, I have a very long relationship going back to my former career where I'd worked with the family for, you know, I guess near enough 10 years now. So it's been a relationship that's taken a very long time to form. We've done many, many different things together. But just like anybody, they're very shrewd businesswomen and they get their fair share of pitches. So um, it wasn't exactly a walk in the park, but we've been able to build really fantastic businesses, starting with Good American and then skims with Kim Kardashian and now on to safely with Chris I think what all of those businesses have in common is that there's a purpose right we are I am a product person I'm a person that takes and looks at the market takes a product and always strives to make something better and that's what we've done in each of those companies you know with with enormous amounts of success I like what you said you said you're a product person so that brings me to my next question what is next for good american i mean now you have the jeans the denim and you also now have the leggings and athletic wear what else is going to be in that picture because you also have skims on the other side too so will we see maybe lingerie or, or you know anything uh, in that regards you definitely won't be seeing lingerie that's the one thing i can tell you we like to keep our our worlds a little separate over here but you know i what it's about is really not new category development for us because you know it's so difficult to work in the size range that we do if you're going to do inclusivity and you're going to be really serious about it and do it well it takes constant development so it really is about going deeper into the categories that we're always in that we're already in and focusing on things like sustainability focusing on innovation around fit and fabrication that's what we do and it's never a one and done right sustainability is this kind of ever of evolving thing that you can only get better and better and better at in your company. So that's really where our energies are focused at the moment, doing what we do and continuing to do it better. And, you know, Emma, I wanted to touch upon the marketing side of these brands. What has been, would you say, the most successful tool in, you know, distributing the content on the marketing side for that so that all people can be, um, have access to these brands? What has been your take on that? Well, you know, it's really interesting. I think unlike a lot of other direct-to-consumer brands, the great thing about Good American and Skims is that we command a lot of mindshare. We create our own news stories. And that's unlike a lot of brands in our space. We're not overly reliant on digital marketing. And, you know, and thank goodness, because as all of those changes have happened in the market, we haven't seen any difference to our business. We've continued to thrive and grow and grow and grow. Really, it's about community. What we do is really work with 
the community around our brands and they become your best advocates. And again, that's why the product is so important because without great product, all the best marketing in the world is going to fall on deaf ears. So it really starts with the product, creating something that means something to a community of women and then really relying on that community of women to do that work for you. But what we command more than any brands in our space is consistent mindshare. We're always creating new stories. We're always doing unexpected things. If that's inventing our own sizes or it's sponsoring the Olympics with swim uh, with skims, I should say. And that's what really, really drives our businesses. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like I said, you brought up a really good point, you know, that uh, that vision board. Right. And, and having everybody kind of um, put in their take when it comes to this brand development. Um, you were recent, recently on Shark Tank. What are you looking for specifically in a small business when it comes to partnering up with them? You know, there's so many different things that I'm looking for, depending on the business. I really went on Shark Tank because, you know, we all know the statistics. Black women, women of color have such, you know, so much less opportunity in traditional financing. And I really wanted, and I think at this stage of my career, the great thing is with, you know, having successful businesses is having the means to be able to support others. And so my, you know, my aim in going on Shark Tank was really about spreading the love and figuring out what can I do to actually help founders that might otherwise not have um, access to traditional financing means. Yeah, I think capital is a big thing that small business owners and specifically those, you know, who are Latino or African-American deal with. And so that brings me to my next question for those that want to become entrepreneurs like yourself, um, specifically in the fashion world or in another industry in itself, what is your best advice, specifically if they are coming from a Latino or African-American background? What, where do they start? Where can they get resources to really build the brand or the business they want to? You know, what's so amazing now is that we have this incredible tool, social media. And to some degree, it's helped and I say helped level the playing field so that we all have an opportunity to market our brands. I think in the early days of any business, you are your own best advocate. And so being able to put yourself out there in social media and talk about what you're doing and find like-minded audiences has become so much easier. And so for any founders, I always tell them, embrace social for what it is because it's such an incredible business tool. You can make content really cheaply. You can meet audiences really cheaply. And when you've got something, Right, you're going to find the right communities to get behind your product. And you know, it's an easy way for you to start. But that doesn't take away all the hurdles. The hurdles are still there, and we still need people like me and like so many others to get behind those new businesses. And that's what's you know really important, I think, where my entire focus is now. Thank you so much for your insight. Really, really helpful, especially when it comes to those small business owners that have really, you know, been. Um, trying to recover during this pandemic. And, and now we're in the endemic, so hopefully that gets started. And again, thank you so much for joining us. That was Emma Greed, Good American co-founder and CEO. Thank you so much.